Hey, we're Andrew Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to share what it's like being a part of a home church. So today's topic is church, specifically home church, because that's kind of where we've been the last couple years. Um, But my question is, I dressed my Sunday best today. I thought that was... Um, What's going on? This is how I usually dress for it's church. True. It's <laughs> so, true. I'm just giving you our This time. is my Sunday best. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Anyways, we've <laughs> we've actually um, been asked a few times by people that follow us about our home church experience because every so often we post about it and people realize like, oh, home church, what's that? And they just say, what's it like? You know, what what do you do? How does it work? Um, and so we just thought that we'd do a whole episode on what it's like being a part of a home church. Yeah. So first, let's just talk about what is home church? Well, uh, you know, a lot of people wonder like, is it like a home group or a Bible study? And it is kind of similar like that because a lot of churches, uh, you know, large churches will have, you know, home groups and you go- Like beca- breakouts. Yeah, you beca- yeah. Be- you're a part of a small group and you have this home Bible study. And Those are usually uh, midweek yeah, they're they're, they're um, additions to you go where you go on Sunday mm-hmm. mornings, um, and that's not what we do. It's not just a home group. It's not just a small Bible study. Um, it's actually church. We have a structure. We have elders. We have leadership. Uh, you know, there's a, a way we do things. It's not just let's gather and have a conversation. Yeah. Um, although some mornings there's deep conversation, mm-hmm. and that's as far as we get. But for the most part, it's church in a home. So it's, it's a lot simpler than it sounds, um, but it's also a lot more complex than it sounds. So we've been going for about three and a half years now. And uh, why don't we just kind of share our journey with it? Like, well, how did yeah. you feel when we first started going? Um, I guess I'll start real quick by sharing why we started going. Um, we were going to um, a church on the street at the time. And a friend of ours was getting baptized in the river mm-hmm. and through the home church. And we were invited to go participate and celebrate with them. And we showed up and everybody was um, asked to bring a, a you know potluck meal. And what did we bring that day? We brought, uh, oh, oh, I brought, I, I brought coconut fried potatoes. Oh, you did. That's yeah. right. And there I was remember, a lot of good food. I remember we got there and, that. That, and they weren't crispy anymore. <laughs> oh, bummer. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Um, I remember that Olive was really, really small. She, we had oh, just yeah. had her, so she was probably like a few months old. So we participated in this home church event for um, this baptism, and it was beautiful. I remember just feeling like... Yeah. This is a beautiful community. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like home, homey, yeah. like family style. The food was great. The food was the, great. The conversations was good. Everybody came up to us and was like interested in talking to us mm. and f- making us feel welcome. And honestly, like I feel like that next week we kept talking about it. Yeah. And by the next Sunday, we decided just to go. <laughs> well, I, I remember, um, you know, all the fears that we had that we'll talk about in a little bit yeah. were like alleviated on that day. We were watching the baptisms and just, you know, the message that was brought and our kids seeing, you know, baptisms happening. They're Mm -hmm. like, oh, what's going on? And it was, it blew me away. I was like, Mm -hmm. well, this is awesome. Not that, I mean, we've been a part of baptisms before at other churches, but there was just something about this uh, experience. Yeah. um, The way that they just work together and and move together. It was just really cool to be a part of. Yeah. So, you know, leading up to this, like we've, we've always been a part of, you know, large churches. Yeah. We've always been a part of what you'd call mega churches. Actually, we went to a church that had anywhere from fifteen to 30,000 people mm-hmm. in a given week go through all the services. Yeah. Um, I was raised at, you know, Harvest in California with I Greg Laurie. I was raised Laurie. at Crossroads. Yeah, and these churches are large and yeah. just that was the experience we had growing up was mm-hmm. just large churches. 
um, you know, moving to where we live now, we went to a slightly smaller church, but it was still that traditional format, yeah. you know, larger. And, you know, we, we've always enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. We're, we've never been against it at all, actually. Um, but we had all the people in our life that we were fellowshipping with, all of our, our closest friends, were at this home church, and we were over here at this other church. And so there was this conflict of like, okay, well, you know, what are they doing? And they would always invite us. And we're like, oh, we, we had these apprehensions. Yeah. Like, what is home church? Like, what, like, what yeah. is that? Like, you guys just meet in a house and like, that's just doesn't, because it was so different than everything we ever knew. Yeah. And I think like, <laughs> for me, it was just that level of um, being uncomfortable that I didn't even want to step into. It was like, I, I could avoid that. <laughs> I well, we were used to building, going into like a large crowd yeah and you we could, could almost hide we could hide if we wanted to if you wanted to which yeah. we did we talked about that yeah. in some of our testimony <laughs> um but we realized like oh there's like it's what only a handful of families like and we don't know anyone and like we're gonna have to sit there and like what's it gonna be like and you know so there was just all these natural um you know fears mm-hmm. and like insecurities and and you know what's it gonna be like are we gonna have to be are they going to like expect us to show up every Sunday? Are they going to like, these are legitimate, you know, things that we thought about. Um, and we, that, that kind of kept us for a while from even trying it, even though our friends were like, Hey, you should come check it out and, you know, see if you like it. But, you know, did you have any fears like before going into it? Hey, we just wanted to take a quick break from this week's episode to invite you and your spouse to take Jennifer and I's 31-Day Marriage Prayer Challenge. We wrote 31 prayers for my husband and 31 prayers for my wife to encourage couples in their prayer life for one another. So if you're interested in taking our challenge, as thousands of couples have already done, please go to marriageaftergod.com forward slash challenge at the end of this episode, and you'll get more information about the challenge. Thousands of couples have already gone through this prayer challenge, and we're so excited to be able to extend this to you and invite you to participate. We dare your marriage. Um, I remember thinking like, okay, well, if it's home church, um, what do you do with the kids? Because we had two at the time. And so there was that level of like... We're used to dropping them off at Sunday school. Right. And what we heard was that they stay with you. And so I think me as a mom, I was just kind of like, how is that going to (laughs) work? Elliot was, I think, two and a half at the time. So... You know, yeah. it's just toddler time. It's it's a little bit challenging, mm-hmm. can be, and so that was one of one of the things that I um, mm-hmm. I think worried about. And then the other one was just um, kind of being uh, going from a lot of people to just a little bit, like just mm-hmm. a handful of people. Well, you you become much more visible. Yep. And like, so you're like, okay, we're going to sit with our kids because that's one of the biggest differences. And we'll get to this is like, you know, there's no daycare. It's at yeah. a house. Yeah. So your children are with you and they're like, now they're going to see us. And like, they're going to like, what if our kids are loud mm-hmm. and uh, all these things. And you know, those things just kept us from pursuing it. And, yeah. um, you know, finally we were invited to that baptism. It was outdoors. It was at a park and it seemed to us like a safe, it was like, yeah, hey, that's a safe entrance. Safe. Let's, go check, let's go check out this. Yeah home church and what this is all about and there were a couple of things that lingered uh, you know along the way as we started to go to mm-hmm. like um are we forsaking the church by doing the by doing it this way yeah, it felt so weird yeah. it just felt so different to us that we wanted to make sure that we weren't doing things wrong or mm-hmm. you know weren't um uh well we wanted to be testing and making sure that we weren't walking yeah. correctly like is this yeah. is, and that took is doing it this way okay are we allowed yeah. to do it this way is mm-hmm. it is this wrong to do it this way and mm-hmm. and you know what's funny is we always um even no matter what church we were part of we we've always had this understanding that the church isn't a building right and we would it's always tell people like and every church is like it's church is not a building it's the you know we are the church and yet the moment we're challenged with stepping outside of the building we're like uh is this okay yeah so 
in reality, that wasn't that big of a fear, but like it, it challenged us. It made us mm-hmm. think differently. We're like, what do we, you know, how, what do we actually believe about, you know, church and, and where we attend? So let's transition to some of the biggest topics that people have asked us about it okay. because they know that we have our kids with us. They know right. that we meet in at home and there's certain things that people ask like, well, how do you do this? Well, how do you do that? Yeah. Um, and the number one question we get is what do you do with your kids? Because we just talked about that a second ago and that was the biggest like transition for us. We're like, wait a minute, we yeah. have to like sit here with them <laughs> like how are we supposed to hear anything like how are we uh, supposed to yeah honestly that was really hard for me the first couple of weeks that we started going because it was distracting our kids weren't used to sitting with us um patiently you know while a message is being preached they're you know well it would have just been elliot at the time because all mm-hmm. was just a baby um but um you know he was used to going to sunday school and where he can just play where and, he and just move around, played and and moved around. And... so um those first couple of weeks that we started going i remember questioning how is this supposed to work because I can't pay attention I can't hear anything mm-hmm. I feel embarrassed that my son is being loud playing you know he's got sound yeah. effects going and stuff like that and he was not even close to like <laughs> trained or ready for yeah. that sort of thing and it was yeah. very difficult yeah it was but it was more than just a couple of weeks it here's the cool thing yeah. I, I don't remember exactly but I do remember this the people in the fellowship mm-hmm. came up to us every single Sunday before and afterwards and encouraged us that it's a good thing for the kids to be there. Yeah. And they also gave us tips on things that we could try to train mm-hmm. and teach our kids along the way to help make it Because a lot of the families better. had gone through this with yeah. all their children. Yeah. And so they're like, hey, why don't you train at home? You and, know? and this is actually when our parenting kind of stepped up a notch and we realized mm-hmm. there's, there's an intentional purpose for us as parents yeah. to be teaching our kids throughout the week and to be... Um, you know, just uh, making sure that there's things that we're doing in their mm-hmm. lives that they become accustomed to and they become familiar with. Yep. One of them is we call blanket time or now Bible time, mm-hmm. um, where they either get a blanket to sit on or a chair, a little kid's chair to sit in. A few special toys that only get pulled out for yep. blanket time or church. Yep, and we do it in the morning so that, you know, if we do it every single day, that was our goal, but we were pretty mm-hmm. inconsistent for a while. But um, if we did it every <laughs> yes. single day. Some weeks we didn't do it at by all. By Sunday, <laughs> They were used to it. And even now, you know, we're going into having four kids. All of the other three are used to it. And that's Mm -hmm. because as parents, we've been consistent in teaching our kids. Like there are times Mm -hmm. where you can be patient, where we tell them, even at one years old, you got to have self-control right now. And it's a repetitive thing and it can be, Mm -hmm. you know, a challenge at times, but that's what we do. And they're not perfect every time because they're still kids. Yeah. And they, you know, they're hungry or they're extra tired or, you know, the the nap schedule is off. So it's not like... We figured perfect. it out, and then every week they're just perfect. It's not perfect. There's some weeks that they're awesome, and, and everyone recognizes it, and there's some weeks that they're harder, and we just have to step up our game a little bit that next week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you've followed us for any you know period of time on Instagram, um, you'll you'll notice that we post about our, our Bible time sometimes where we mm-hmm. sit with the family, the kids sit in their chairs, I read to them, and that's an intentional way of, of doing a couple things. It's to train them to sit and listen you know, for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And it's a way that we as a family can be in the Bible together. Mm-hmm. And it's just so good because we're, we're the ones discipling our kids. Right. Um, not, you know, the pastor of our church, not other people. We're discipling our kids. Now everyone plays a role, mm-hmm. but we're the main ones that are responsible for their spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only was it, you know, training them for Sunday mornings, it just turned into a lifestyle that we're training them throughout the week 
always. Yeah. And I'd love to give a couple tips just for those listening who are thinking like, I want to try doing Bible time or, or Mm -hmm. even if they're in a home church and their kids are sitting with them. Um, some things that we do, we got camping chairs for all of our kids, which works for a little bit older kids, like three to five. We just got Wyatt one and he's one and a half, a little over one and a half. So, um, he has a hard time staying in it. (laughs) Um, before one and a half, we do a blanket with special mm-hmm. toys that they get to play with. Um, and then our three and five year old, um, they get these little journals that I get from the store with some color pencils so they can mm-hmm. draw. They each have a Bible that they can look through. Um, and then um, our our oldest, who's five, that's all he gets. And then our three year old also gets like a baby doll or one, mm-hmm. one, or, one to two toys. Yeah, because she'll color for a while and then she'll be done coloring and then she'll want to hold her baby and so just knowing your children that's another thing is like recognizing like what helps them and um you know but as they get older like elliot Mm -hmm. we're starting to teach him like actually you can sit quiet longer like you can just look through your your bible because we got him a bible that has pictures in it yeah so he can like you know flip through it and you know the bible tells us in the old testament says train up your child in the way he should go Mm -hmm. and when he gets older he will not depart from it Mm -hmm. and so that's one thing that we're like okay how can we train them to be a part of the church. Yeah. You know, how can we train them to be in the word of God? How we can train them to, to have self-control and sit mm-hmm. still, which are all very valuable things. And I'll be honest, for the first year that we were doing this, it was hard for my flesh because Ugh. I just wanted to be able to pay attention without being interrupted. I just, you know, and I I wanted to feel like I was I was being a part of the church, but eventually I realized that I was still able to participate mm-hmm. through prayer and listening and yeah. getting the meat of the message. Um, as my kids, you know, became familiar with mm-hmm. the process. And so I just want to encourage those listening that if you do have small kids, like it can be done. And um, for me, it was a matter of a heart, a heart shift of um, I can do both. You know, yeah. I can speak quietly to my kids and, and remind them that it's quiet time right now and mm-hmm. still hear the message and not feel like I'm missing out. So. And the, the other thing we had to realize, and we were encouraged by others and the you know older people in the church, is that our children are a part of what God's doing. Yep. So like us going and just being fed the word of God is not the only thing that we're supposed to be doing. Right. Right. And that's good. It's good to hear the word of God. It's good to learn it and grow in it and be equipped. But it's not just for us. But it's not just for us. Yeah. Our kids are a part of that. Yeah. And so we're training them and it's and they're going to get better and better at that and mm-hmm. they're going to and they're they will always have been a part of it mm-hmm. instead of just, you know, eventually we invite them in. Mm-hmm. You know, so it has been hard, but it's been awesome and that's actually been one of my favorite things yeah. about being in a home church is having my kids with me, even though it is difficult. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I want to share is um, on our drive to church, we usually um, say, okay, who wants to give us the rundown? And then um, between Elliot and Olive, we get the whole... Uh, the expectations of the day on them, on what church is going to be about. They talk about, you know, we're going to sit quietly and we're going to be respectful, but we're also going to play. Um, after church is kind of dismissed, mm-hmm. uh, the kids help get all the hymnal books and um, the worship books uh, and put them away. Mm-hmm. So they're participating yeah. and helping. So we, we, pre- we prepare their minds and hearts for what is about to happen. We also use that opportunity. You started doing this a, a, a few months ago saying, hey, how can you go and bless someone today oh, yeah. be- before church? Like. Why don't you, can you go to a friend and tell them that they look nice or how's their week going? Yeah. Um, how can you bless someone? Our, our son Elliot likes to bring cards that he draws yeah. sometimes to yeah. give to people. How can you encourage someone? Yeah, how can you encourage someone? Um, and that that reminds them. And we, we tell them like, hey, the reason we go to church mm-hmm. is to be equipped and trained to do ministry for God. And to fellowship. And to fellowship. Yeah. And so we teach them what church is even about. Mm-hmm. And so we say, find someone to go and love on. Yep. It's just an awesome thing for our kids. 
So the next thing we're going to move into is kind of just like how does home church work? How does it operate for for us and what yeah. we're, we've been used to? So um, we usually open up with a time of uh, prayer and praise in the mm-hmm. beginning where people can share testimonies, prayer requests, um, songs that have been on their hearts that they want to share with the mm-hmm. body. And um, yeah, that's, that. I love that time. I think it's a really great and yeah. um, beautiful time to hear what's going on in people's lives. You know, what's how's God moving? It's usually super encouraging uh, and it's um, sometimes humbling because, you know, you hear prayer requests and you're like, oh man, like uh, when you, I forgot I was supposed to be praying for that or now I know I'm going to be praying for that more. Yeah. And we take the time to pray right then. Yeah, which is really nice. And then we also use that time to remember what we're going to be praying for later. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like the testimony side, mm-hmm. um, this last week we just, testimonies of salvations happening yep. outside the church yep. f- from ministry and mm-hmm. uh, those are so you know, bolstering to our spirits and it encourages us and reminds us of what we're even gathering for in the first yeah. place. Um, but that's what that beginning time is. And uh, how does the worship time, like the praise time, because that was another apprehension we had was going from, you know, big yeah. orchestrated churches with, you know, production and the music. Yeah. and. Well, I, I remember like, it kind of jolted me a little bit because I liked the big performances. Mm-hmm. I liked, you know, the good guitar player and singer yeah. uh, at church. And we had friends who sang so good at church. And yeah. um, we moved to this home church and um, we sang out of hymnals and what we call these the white book, which is more uh, modern contemporary songs. Yeah, they're printed out songs with the, the But lyrics. for the most part, they're, it's all acapella. And mm-hmm. we just, you know, whoever um, requests the song leads it out. And if they know it, <laughs> yeah, if they know it, um, otherwise they yeah. ask someone else to lead it out. Um, occasionally there's someone yeah. that has the gift of music that brings a, a guitar mm-hmm. or plays the piano for us, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, we just, we just sing. And again, at first I was jolted because I thought, you know, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't used to singing hymns at all. And, um, over the the years that we've been going, it's one of my favorite parts, and I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, I think that and, it's and some weeks we we don't sing anything, yeah, and that's then other true. weeks we sing lots, yeah, because um, it's just you know what's moving, and if someone's bringing that, like, hey, I want to, I've been thinking about this song all week, or yep. as a family we've been singing this song, and um, you know what I, I what changed my heart because I was the same way. I was like, man, this is like not at all like what I'm used to, and, yeah. but I realized for me. I, I started asking myself the question, like, who am I even doing this for in the first right. place? Like, is it for God or is it for myself? Like, yeah. this doesn't, fill, you know, fill me up and mm-hmm. this doesn't sound good to me and this isn't... And I realized, like, I'm not, I'm not even worshiping for me in the first place. Right. Like, I'm singing these songs because I love God. Yeah. And, you know, it's not to, to just serve my own need. Yeah. Um, and that actually changed my mind mm-hmm. on it. Now, like you said, it's one of my favorite things, too. Another reason that I love it is because somebody will bring a song and it lines up with the message. And it's not like people prepared mm-hmm. for that to happen. Um, but it's just another way that you see the Holy Spirit yeah. at work in, you know, the way people request things. And I, I just love it. It does if it's really nice when you, when you let the Spirit move mm-hmm. and. And our kids love it. And he it. orchestrates the, the morning, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, the moment we start singing, our kids like look up and they're like, you know, looking yeah. around the room like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Well, and it, again, that goes back to the training thing. Um, we have opportunities throughout the week to teach them songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't do it every single time, but like mm-hmm. we teach them, you know, old hymns that we love and that, mm-hmm. that are beautiful. And mm-hmm. we teach them new songs and... And so they get to participate. And some, some mornings will be like, hey, remember that song we've been singing all week? Do you want to you know, let everyone know you want to sing that? Yeah. And then, then we'll say, hey, Elliot has a song he wants to sing, or Olive has well, a song Well, we've seen some sing. young kid songs like, uh, you know, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know, and yep. things like that, which the kids just get a kick out of. <laughs> well, and they get to participate, and they know the song. Yeah. What was that? Um, the 
um, Good Christian Soldier song. That was a oh, fun I love one. that one. Onward yeah. Christian. Oh, Christian onward, Soldier. onward Christian Soldier. That's a good one. So that that's kind of how our our, our the beginning of the morning starts yep. is prayer, praise, encouragement. Um, you know. Uh, testimonies and then we move into teaching so yeah. do you want to share a little bit about and that? yeah the it, we have structure but it's not like okay from you know 10 to 10 30 is this and then from 10 30 to you know 11 30 is this we don't do that it's what we try and do and again it you know it's it's organic and it's we're trying to get better and better at it but we try and let the spirit lead mm-hmm. and so you know whether someone brings a song or two songs or three songs is just you know how the the spirit's moving that morning, mm-hmm. and then sometimes you know the in the testimonies and in the prayer, you know so there's been some mornings that that's taken up the whole you know service, mm-hmm. and then there's other mornings where it's lots of teaching. Mm-hmm. So there's no dedicated like okay now we're transitioning into the, the you know at this time, um, but what we'll do is we'll say okay you know is, has, does anyone else have anything that they want to you know pray for mm-hmm. or a testimony or a song and if it's you know quiet and it's then we move on to teaching. And, um, you know, we have a teaching elder, mm-hmm. um, and he is always prepared to teach. And then there's an encouragement in the community for um, the men to come prepared to teach. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everyone does every single week, but then there's some weeks where there's two or three, some weeks there's one. And so there's not just one person responsible for all the teaching, mm-hmm. um, even though, the you know, our teaching elder will teach a lot. Um, you know, there's times that I teach, there's times that others teach and you know, it's awesome. Again, what we watch the Holy Spirit move and if two or three people bring something and also with the testimonies that we mm-hmm. hear and then the songs, they always have this theme, this really message cool. and we're like, oh, well, that's what the Spirit's trying to say to us today. We just wanted to take a quick break to ask you if you are enjoying this content, would you please leave a star review and a comment review? This helps us spread the word about Marriage After God and and just all the episodes that we have to offer. And we would love uh, just to get that reach out there. So please, again, if you have a moment, just um, take that time to leave a star review and a comment review for us. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the episode. I also really love that um, every um, man that does teach comes with a little bit different perspective or way yeah. of teaching that just um it's just really moving i love i love hearing all the different hearts mm-hmm. uh during that time well and it's also cool to know that um the other you know men and the other families are pre coming prepared yeah you know with their hearts that it's an every member functioning body it's yes. not just one person and we come to be spectators or rely on them yeah or yeah. rely on them only you know there's this kind of this elevation of like yep. well actually like you know we're a part of this church mm-hmm. and we have giftings and talents and we should come prepared with those to use them in the order that mm-hmm. they're called you know mm-hmm. called for and um and i just that's i love i love it you know some weeks it's it's you know different than others and but every single time you're like man you know, this, the Spirit of God is wanting to do something in our lives, and we can hear it and receive it. So the last thing I want to mention about the teaching time, because we could talk about all of the dynamics of it, but I'm not going to right now. Um, but there's one aspect, and I know someone's going to ask this, like, well, if other people are coming to teach, you know, are they trained? Are they this? You know, that's the point of coming together as a body in the first place, mm-hmm. is for the training and the equipping of the saints to do the ministry and the work that God has for us to do. So they're learning how to do it. So it's practice, yeah. So the purpose that we come together in the first place is to be trained and equipped to do the ministry and the work that God has for us. So, you know, coming prepared to teach, even though I'm not formally trained or a formal pastor or an elder, right? I I might have giftings in that and I'm cultivating them. And what happens is, you know, there's protection because we do have teaching elders that are always listening and they're always judging and they're always... 
paying attention to and being in the scriptures so that if I come prepared to teach something and I'm off and I say something wrong, they will protect mm-hmm. everyone and say, oh, actually, Aaron, you know, they'll you, correct you right there. They'll correct me. Yeah. And you know what? I have a heart willing to receive it right. because I'm practicing and I want to be trained up and mm-hmm. I want to be yielded to that. And so they'll be listening and their only purpose for correcting me if they do mm-hmm. is to protect like right. the children there that are listening and the other people that might hear me say something and think like, oh, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm wrong mm-hmm. in the way I brought, presented it or in the way I interpreted something. Mm-hmm. And so I get to practice it and I get to come prepared and, um, and we see other men do the same thing. And, and it's just, it's, it's actually incredible. Um, and I've, it, what's amazing about it is, um, you again we talk about you know the every member func- mm-hmm. every mem- member functioning church, you get to see people operating in their giftings and you get to encourage them to be like man that was a, that was actually a really good word you brought this morning you know how you you know brought up that scripture and how you you presented that and that that way you tied yeah. it into your story, you know all those things and you say that was really awesome and it encourages them, and guess what we get to go from there and use those giftings mm-hmm. and those 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 um, you know gifts from the spirit, in ministry outside the church for the purposes that God has for us. And so I, I just love that aspect about how we, we do the teaching time in our church. So let's move on from teaching. What happened? So we, we, we gathered, we met, you know, we did our prayer and praise time. We, we had a time of teaching. You know, what happens at the end of that? So there's this expectation of fellowship to happen. So um, we what we do is kind of like a potluck style family lunch, dinner, yeah. lunch slash dinner, yeah. um, where everybody brings... Um, uh, you know, crock pot of food or however they want to bring it. Usually home cooked. Some <laughs> people so bring, good, you, you guys. know, it's you know so pre-made good. pizzas. And yeah. And so, um, yeah, we just, um, all the women go in the kitchen and kind of prepare and set everything up so that it's easy to get plates for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and then we just spend time eating and that time is expected. And when I, when I say expected, I mean, you know, people don't just come and then leave. Uh, there are occasions, but people will yeah. let us know like, Hey, I'm leaving because of this reason. And we miss them obviously. But for the most part, every week, um, there's an expectation that we're going to fellowship. We're going to eat together. We're going to have this meal time together. And, um, the kids love it. The kids will take their yeah. plates outside and eat with with their friends and um, it's just a really good time to just sit and talk we talk mm. about the message we talk about what's going on in each other's lives and time and for it, prayer if necessary it's not like a half yeah. hour thing it's like sometimes can linger two to three hours just depending on mm. you know who, who sticks around for yeah we usually start church um, well we we gather like 30 minutes before and we do like you know coffee and hanging out and yeah. talking and getting to, you know checking in on with each other and then you know we start around 10-ish and then we go until noonish for the service, and then we go until 1.30, 2.30, 3.30, sometimes longer, depending on how that evening's going. Yeah. Um, some, you know, there was, there's been times it transitions into dinner with the, mm-hmm. with the, per, the person we're having, uh, you know, we're having church at their house. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, the, the, the meal in our minds and as a home church is a part of the church mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. We have a meal together. We use that time to exhort each other, to encourage each other, to love each other, to play with the kids, uh, to let the kids play, you yeah. know? And so it's not like a, uh, it's not a optional thing usually. Yeah. Um, as in, we all know that's, that's coming. Yeah. Yeah. That's a part of what we do on Sundays. It doesn't happen sometimes. It happens every single Sunday. And uh, someone's probably going to ask, like, how does the food work? Like, do you bring enough food for everyone? Because, you know, it can get pretty large. Or how do right. we usually so do it? So what they say is bring enough for your family. Um, and there's not usually a theme unless it's like a special holiday or something. But sometimes but it sometimes it's it, like, like just all spaghetti happens. day. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes that just happens. <laughs> it just happens, yeah. Um, so everybody will bring enough for their family, but it's shared. So, yeah. you know, we each get a plate and we go around. Um, it's usually set up like 
and on on an island and um you know just the ladies go for through first get food for them for the kids yep and, and then, then the, the guys yeah a lot oftentimes the younger guys get they have something get in their right <laughs> in at the yeah, right it's their turn yeah um, so everybody just takes you know small portions of everything and mm-hmm. we just we go and enjoy it yeah and it it's it's awesome yeah you know, we get there's something about eating food with brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, to be honest, there's something about eating food. Period. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the the Bible talks a lot about dining with each other and eating, breaking bread with each other, and yeah. eating with each other. And uh, you know, we have that as a part of our you know church experience with each other, mm-hmm. our gathering, and um, and it's it's family, mm-hmm. it's real. And I would say that this portion of how we do church now um, has been one of the number one. Uh, causes or impacts of our Sunday routine. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you want to share a little bit about that, but I feel like, um, you know, just going with this expectation that there's no time frame, that there's no rush to get out of there. It's changed our perspective and our hearts on Mm -hmm. all of Sunday. Well, because it used to be like, we had plans. We're going to go meet someone. We have a lunch date. We have this. And so we get to church and we're like, oh, see you later. And we don't even say hi right. to people. We don't talk it's to like people. It's like an hour and a half and then we're done. And yeah. then we can do whatever we want. Where now it's more of, it really is more of a Sabbath. We uh, we leave our phones in the cars. Yep. That's pretty common. Unless there's a reason we need to have mm-hmm. it. But our phones stay in the cars. Um, and that's not to try and be more holy. It's to not be distracted. It's like taking off a watch. Like we just don't look at the time. Yeah, we put our phones in the cars. We're not distracted with our social media because that's mm-hmm. easy for us to be dis- distracted. Yeah. Um, and we also, we don't make plans. Yeah. We um, keep Sundays open. We keep Sundays open. That doesn't mean we don't eventually make plans. Mm-hmm. Like what happens often is we go to church, we, we have that we're experiencing it, we're doing fellowship. And then we might like make a plan with a, a couple the there and we're yeah. like, hey, let's have dinner tonight. Hey, let's go for a hike. Let's, but that happens in the midst of fellowship. Right. Um, but we don't make plans prior to that, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely been times like, we, you know, we have a trip to go on or we, we're, you know, someone's coming into town. So like those happen, yeah. but those are um, occasional things, yeah. not common. Right. But what's common for us is to leave the phones in the car, not make plans. Just Sunday is dedicated to being with our brothers and sisters in Christ. I feel like it's so much more peaceful and so much more restful. So for much more us. restful. I don't have to think about it. For us and like our family, <laughs> compared to before yeah. we started going to home church. Yeah, and so that's been how our church experience has been over the last three and a half years. Yeah. Um, in a home church, that's those are like the big overarching you know areas of how home church works. And, um, Do you want to talk about some of the benefits before we go? Yeah, the so I'll just I'll just say this: um, the closeness that we've experienced with other brothers and sisters in Christ has been exponentially deeper. I agree. Um, now, not that we couldn't have had this, you know, you know, depth of relationship at other churches, we just didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, we had close relationships, but. Sure. We have close relationships with much more. Yeah. We have the capacity to be close with much more because mm-hmm. of how small it is, mm-hmm. um, and more than just friendships, but like deep relate. Like we we know where people are at. Yeah. We're helping, you know, with with you know families and and issues and situations, and we're we're, we're all able to be a part mm-hmm. of each other's lives as the Bible so clearly maps mm-hmm. out for us on what it does, what God desires for His church yeah. and the unity that we have. Yeah, and I want to add to this because I think that this is a really important aspect that has changed my perspective of. Uh, of church and mm-hmm. how we do it um, you know before in the bigger church mm-hmm. setting we always just sat side by side and kind of looked forward mm-hmm. um, which uh, there's nothing wrong with that but in this setting particularly where we're oh, at yeah. now um, the chairs are set up 
in a circle formation, like around a couch, like there's a couch and then chairs. And so everybody's kind of looking at each other throughout the entire service. You Mm -hmm. catch eye contact with pretty much everyone in the church at some point. And it's such a good reminder that we're there for them and that they're there for us. And that has um, boosted my, um, my ability to be intimate with each and every person. Yeah. There's just something really intimate about eye contact and mm-hmm. seeing people face to face and reminding, being reminded that you're there for each other. And I really like that aspect. So I wanted to share that. Yeah. What's another um, benefit that we, you've experienced over the years? You, you mentioned one about the kids, about our parenting and the intentionality and yeah. being forced to train. <laughs> yeah. That that's. Um, I feel like I've hit a huge growth spurt in my parenting because of the accountability that comes mm-hmm. with doing church this way and the encouragement that we've gotten from, you know, yeah. some of the, um, I'll, I'll just speak specifically for me, some of the um, older women in the church have come alongside me and, you know, given me advice or said, you, you know, I've mm-hmm. seen these gifts in your children and uh, they're just really yeah. encouraging. And so they, they've helped um, cultivate in me a desire to intentionally parent. And I see that m- way more than even just on Sunday. I see it mm-hmm. all throughout my week and how it's impacting me and you. Yeah. So, so overall, like we just, we've really enjoyed yeah. um, this, you know, smaller style church experience. And uh, again, I'm just going to re- reiterate it. Uh, the church isn't the place you gather. Yeah. It's the people you gather with. And that's what we've we've learned, um, just that final benefit of, of learning what um, what Christ was praying for in John 17, mm-hmm. the oneness and the unity that we would have. And to be honest, it's one of the things that marriage after God exists for, yeah. is to teach you in your marriage, not just to be one together, but to walk in oneness with the body of Christ, mm-hmm. to be used as a couple mm-hmm. for his purposes, for his ministry in the world, because that's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, as we learned this last Sunday, mm-hmm. We have a holy calling. Mm-hmm. It's not just about us and our happiness and what we're doing right now. Everything we do is to be done for God and with God and for his kingdom and for heavenly things. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the perspective that we need to have. So yeah. we just want to encourage you. We want to share that with you. That That's kind of our experience. Maybe you're curious about it. Maybe you're curious about finding a home church. I couldn't tell you how to find one. Like we, we were you know, just blessed to, to know someone that was a part of it. Um, but maybe where you're at in your current church, you'd be encouraged to to start operating this way because like I said we are the church mm-hmm. so start being the kind of person you would want to be towards you start being the family you know that you want to be want others to be with you and start pursuing those relationships yeah and even if it's not home church maybe it's just you know your traditional church or maybe you haven't been going at all um our desire with this episode yeah. specifically is to remind you that a marriage after God is one that um, cultivates faith in your family and in your marriage. And so mm-hmm. we want you to be consistently a part of the body of Christ. We want you to be in fellowship with other believers mm-hmm. um, because there's an amazing um, purpose for it in your yeah. life. And so the, our biggest encouragement is just please, please, please uh, be doing this weekly be be consistent and um you know husbands Mm -hmm. lead your family out in this yeah and i want to go a little bit deeper with that like it's not just our encouragement but it's not optional um for the for the believer it's something that god commands of us to to walk with one another you know the bible is very strong in 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 how it um, commands his believers the body of christ Mm -hmm. to be one with each other so if you're not walking in fellowship if you're not you know Communi- communing with other believers on a regular basis on a deep level 
uh, you should just ask the Lord to, to reveal that to you mm-hmm. and to start driving you into that into mm-hmm. the body of Christ and to connect you and to make you one like he's prayed like Jesus himself prayed that we would be um, so we hope this encourages you this week we thank you for joining us as usual and uh, we look forward to having you next week did you enjoy today's show find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage <laughs>